ladies and gents. Ever think about writing a book? Want to get it done ASAP, but don't know how? Then this episode's for you. Let's get this one on the road. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. Look, a business can give you everything you want in life. Prestige, wealth, freedom. It can also take everything away from you. This show is for those who are willing to take that risk. These are the real life stories of entrepreneurs. But before we start, I have one small favor to ask. Please leave a comment. It can be advice, critiques, tips, feedback, or share this with someone because your engagement is the most valuable and most powerful form of social currency. So thank you, and welcome to another episode of Business Boss! Yeah, ladies and gents, look, today's guest is actively making the world a better place by helping to elevate people. He's a motivational speaker that believes that achieving your personal definition of success and happiness can be found by taking action. He started a professional basketball combine, has worked with professional athletes, is a keynote speaker, and an author of multiple books. Plus, he teaches people how to write and launch their own best-selling books. Now, I can't wait to hear about that journey. So let's welcome to the show, Mr. Jake Kelfer. I promised you a party, my friend. Welcome to the show. Dude, it's great to be here. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm excited to bring the heat. Let's do this, man. All right, let's start off with the uh, the one that, to me, sounds super, super cool. You started a professional combine, dude, for basketball players. Like, how does one just say, all right, look, I'm just going to start to train professional athletes so they can get in the NBA? How, how did that even happen? The short answer. Okay, because I give you a long one, but we're going to give it short because we want to we want to make sure that we give everybody what they came here to listen to. I had a dream of playing in the NBA. That dream got cut very, very short. And I said, if I can't play on the court, I need to represent the best on the court. And so I dedicated the early part of my career to really figuring out how can I help these NBA players turn their dreams of playing pro ball into their reality? If I couldn't do it, how could I help these players who had the skill, who had the talent, who had the size, how could I help them do this? And, uh, Combining that with my ambitious nature, my entrepreneurial spirit, I said, what if we created an event for NBA prospects that weren't invited to the official NBA draft combine? What if we created a place where they could come showcase their skills, get exposure and have an opportunity to get signed and drafted? And that's ultimately what we did. And we ended up helping 70 guys sign their first deal. Nice. That's what I'm talking about. And, you know, it's funny because that same concept is kind of like where this this show kind of comes to play, right? How do I get people to come on the show, talk about what it is they do in the best light possible, give them exposure and an opportunity to present who they are? Your thing, which I wrote in the intro, was you get people to take action. And that's one of those things that me personally, I know anytime I've, I've stalled in anything, it's because I was afraid or I didn't know, or for whatever reason, I didn't take action. How important is it for people to just do versus kind of get it all right and lay it all out and plan it all before they actually take that first step? I mean, action is everything, right? Like, like I believe there's three key components to a winning life, action, connection, and enjoyment. I call this the ACE method. And when you talk about action, it's critical because If you aren't taking action, you're just wishing. Mm. Wishes don't just magically happen. They happen because you you took the action to make them happen. And so whatever it is that somebody wants to achieve, somebody wants to do, it starts by taking that first action. Now, in my case, in everything that I've done, I've come to understand that 
the thing that I actually desire, I don't know until I start to do the thing that I think is going to lead me to the desire. Hmm. And so when we sometimes have these big plans, these big visions, we try to uh, have innovation procrastination. We try to wait till it's perfect. We try to build something and then hope that people will come. And in reality, it's, it's the opposite. It's let me go do the damn thing and I'll learn in the process what works, what doesn't, and I can adapt faster. And for people that want to move quickly, for people that want to achieve goals quickly, it starts by taking that first step in whatever direction it is that you want to go. So let me ask you this, man. Uh, you've written multiple books. Did you grow up thinking, yeah, I'm going to be an author. This is exactly what I want to do. Or did you kind of dive into it, start writing and doing the damn thing and then kind of realize, okay, wait, I, I can actually do this and help people write their own. So I thought, I thought that you had to go to college, get a good job, make a lot of money, get married. Like for me, I thought I was going to go, go to school, get a good job, make millions, buy a house, buy an island, get married. Then I could write a book and, and give back. I thought that I had to have achieved a certain amount before I could actually help people. And I quickly realized early on in my career when I was watching Kobe Bryant, when I worked for the Lakers, and I said, why can't I make an impact? Like, like what's stopping me from making an impact now? And I thought, what better way to do that than by writing a book and helping people learn what I had already known. And I wasn't an expert by any means at 23 when I wrote my first book. I sure as heck wasn't a creative development expert, but I knew more than the person I was trying to help. And that was all it took for me to be able to say, you know what, I can do this. And I did it. And it's been able to help thousands and thousands of people find jobs. And they've been able to read this book and have a lot of success. So it all started uh, because I did have a dream to do it, but I didn't know that you could do it so quickly. And that's when I officially started it and made it all happen. Kobe, you mentioned Kobe, and he has the uh, Mamba mentality. He has that work ethic that's ridiculous uh, compared to his peers or anybody that is out there trying to compete. Uh, and you got to kind of be there firsthand to see it, to work with that, with the organization in a way. Um, how much of that work ethic does it take to sit down and like and to write a book, right? I mean, the 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 cool thing is when you look at Kobe, you see the work ethic, and to see it and acknowledge it and praise it is one thing. To sit down and actually do the work, that's a whole other ball game. So how do you motivate people to get out and do the work necessary to write that book as quick as possible and, and you put it out there and become a bestseller? Well, when it comes to writing a book, I think, I think there's a big mistake that people make is they try to just start writing the book. And when you look at Kobe and what some of the best athletes, some of the best entrepreneurs do, is they're incredible at the fundamentals. And so when you look at this, when you equate the fundamentals of sports and the fundamentals of life to the fundamentals of writing a book, it starts by taking the first step, not by trying to do it all at once. And when it comes to writing a book, you don't want to just start writing because you're going to write and then you're going to in circles. You're going to try to edit it and you're going to end up on this hamster wheel of trying to make it the perfect book. But meanwhile, if you go back to the fundamentals, who's this book for? What is it going to be about? Why do I need to write this book? What are my intentions about it? When on the calendar, can I actually have time to write this? And you start taking these small wins and you start allocating this. You start to figure out, okay, this is really what the book needs to be about. This is who it's for. This is what I know to help people get there. This is what the book's going to be about. And so by focusing on the fundamentals of life, of athletics, of writing a book, you're able to create a foundation that helps you finish your book, achieve completion, and create something that you're proud of that will impact other people. Everybody wants the 
end of the rainbow. They want the gold that is sitting there waiting for whatever it is that they're doing, whatever is it that they're trying to achieve. But oftentimes you hear people who have who have achieved their your, their gold pot that the journey is really where it's it's at right the the be, developing the habits and the consistency and doing things over and over again. Um, but you kind of said you know it, at least as I'm reading some of your notes like writing a book can kind of give you a, a fast pace can kind of push you forward to that future. What do you mean by that? So, so I believe, you know, and, and let, let's go back a step here and then I'll talk about how a book can like take you to new heights quickly. We all in our business want to achieve something, whether that's more money, more impact, service more people, uh, hire more people, whatever it is. We all want to do something because it fills a void in our life. Okay. And that void often is we want more freedom. We want our time back so that we could do things that are in our control and that we feel that we have the choice to do them. And by writing a book, not only by going through the fundamentals will your book finish faster than if you just try to write it and keep going back and forth, but by finishing a book, you open the door to opportunities that could not be created otherwise. There are very few things that you can do in life that are as versatile as a book when growing your business. And, and let me explain that even further. When you write a book, you can take that book and turn it into a coaching program. You can take that book, turn it into a podcast. You can take that book, turn it into a keynote. You can use that book and turn it into a hundred plus pieces of content. Okay. By doing the book correctly, the first time you have now opened the door for all of these other opportunities to come through while keeping your time and investing it in other areas. Not to mention your book is a low ticket entry point. Your book is a lead gen tool. Your book can double your speaking fees. Your book can get you on podcasts without having to pay three to five grand a month on PR. Your book can help a customer make the right decision and hire you or buy your product, okay? There's a book by the founder of Bulletproof, Co Bulletproof Coffee, and he said that people who have read his book buy twice as much of his product than people who don't read his book. And so having a book gives you this credibility, this authority, and this opportunity that is very hard to get in any other singular marketing asset. And so that's why I talk about a book being not only an incredible tool and accomplishment, but being the fast pass to your success because you can skip a lot of the, the, the front work that a lot of people often have to pay a lot of money to get or they have to spend a ton of time trying to get on, on certain shows or certain clientele. You are writing a book in 90 days means that you have the fundamentals down packed. So what are some of these fundamentals that people should be paying attention to when they decide or should they decide to write a book? Yeah, well, I think I think writing a book, look, for some people, it's it's not what they want to do. And that's fine, you know, but for a lot of people, and we know this, especially in the business world, the majority of people want to write a book. They've had a thought about it. And so there, there are five must do's that we've kind of created after talking with so many people that will really help not only increase your chance of completion, but increase your chance of completing a book in about six months. And, and here are the five must do's. Number one is that you must create the commitment to yourself. When writing a book, it's absolutely critical that you honor that commitment to yourself because if you break the commitment with yourself, how are you going to do anything in life, right? The second thing that you must do is you must set your intention. And your intention, some people may think of it as what is the why? Why am I doing this? But I like to think of intention as why are you doing this from an impact standpoint? And why are you doing this uh, from an external validation standpoint? What do you hope to achieve outside of yourself? And what do you hope to achieve uh, impact and internally that you want to execute on. 
Then what you have to do is your third must do is who is this book for? So when it comes to writing a book, sure, you could write a general book on your top five leadership lessons. But if you are really trying to leverage your book and achieve the success as fast as possible, you really want to speak to a specific audience. And what I mean by that is if you are in the fitness world, right, you could write a general book on fitness and sure that will automatically put you at a new level. But if you are focused on fitness, specifically around the keto diet, specifically around um, a 90 day plan, well, now you write the book on that. Anybody now that's looking for keto, you have now become the forefront of that. You're not no longer competing with all the other fitness people, not only all the other fitness people that have a book, but now you're in your own category. So really understanding who your audience is, is the third must do. Plus that makes it much easier to actually write the messaging for. If you know who you're talking to, it's easier to communicate. Number four, the fourth must do is you must put book time on your calendar. If you don't have the time on your calendar, something will pop up and your book will fall to the wayside, especially if you're talking about an emotional topic or reliving experiences or trying to create something from scratch. If you put it in your calendar though, it's part of your commitment. You honor that, boom, you bang it out 30 minutes to an hour a day and you're gonna be smooth sailing. And then the last thing that we typically recommend people do to really uh, help them achieve completion is having an accountability partner. If you have the right accountability partner, not somebody in, look, I, I love my mom. I, I mean, she's one of my heroes, but my mom's not gonna be my accountability partner for writing a book because she's gonna just tell me how great I am and how much she loves me. And while I need that and I love that, I need someone who's gonna kick my butt and make sure that, if I say I'm going to do something, it gets done and we're not going to be handholding, but we're going to be executing. And so that is, you know, some of the things that we can do to really help ensure that we can finish a book quickly and that we can actually complete the book in the right way. Now, I want to go back to number one, commit to yourself. I think this is one of the hardest things to do. I, I always talk about how, like, if we verbally said what we thought to ourselves in our mind We'd be the worst person in the world the way we talk to ourselves. And I, I feel it's the same way with our with the time that we keep. We don't, for the most part, stick to what we say we're going to do for ourselves. We might stick to it for what we say that we're going to do for other people, our kids, family, friends, whatever, boss. You might stick to that sort of commitment. But why do you think we fail to commit to ourselves and like really stick to that? I think there's a few, I think there's a few reasons, you know, and, and everyone's probably got something a little bit different, but a few that I've noticed um, and that I've kind of thought about for myself is, do you deserve it? Do you believe that you deserve it? Mm. Are you scared of what other people think? Because if you do, you might be rejected. And the flip side to that one is, well, what if I do commit to myself and it does work out the way I've always envisioned, then what happens? So when you break those down, it all comes down to the fundamental truths of us as human beings. We want to be loved. We want to be seen. We want to be heard. And I think that oftentimes when it comes to commitment, these are the thoughts that can come up and it can sometimes uh, inhibit us from actually taking that action. Like we talked about at the beginning from doing the thing that we know we really want to do. And for me, the, the best thing that I've ever done to, to really work through that is change the way that I talk to myself, mm. change the way that I listen. What type of content am I consuming? What type of people am I hanging out with? What type of daily gratitude practice am I doing? Because when you can become more present, some of these thoughts about the future or the thoughts from the past that will inhibit your future, 
disappear because you're fully in the moment. And so those are a couple of the things why I think sometimes people don't honor that commitment to themselves is for those, for those reasons. So let's assume we can commit to ourselves. Let's talk about the setting intention part. Now you mentioned two things that we need to set intention for impact and validation. Can you break those down for me? Yeah. So the first one is, is going to be your internal. Okay. So everyone that uh, we work with is heart-centered, impact-driven, right? Like that's a non-negotiable. Most entrepreneurs who are writing a book, they want to do it to help some people. But the first thing is, what is the internal reason? So like, why do you really want to write this book? Is it because it's been a dream of yours since you were a kid? Is it because you want to inspire a thousand people? Like, what is that internal reason? That's that impact-driven reason. And then your second uh, question to ask yourself is, what is the external reason that I want to write this book? Put all of your humility aside for a second and, and, and just say, what do I really want? Do I want to be a bestseller? Do I want to sell a million copies? Do I want to make a million dollars from the book funnel that I use? Do I want to charge $10,000 for a speech? Do I want to double my fee and charge $20,000 for a speech? Do I want to do a national speaking tour? Do I want to be on TV? What is that external reason that you want? And when you can often combine that internal reason, that impact focus with that external reason, you really start to believe that this is something that is a priority in your life because your, your reasoning becomes much stronger. And when our reasoning is strong, we tend to also honor that commitment, AKA part one, more, more uh, consistently. You think it's, it's uh, I, I, for me personally, that self-awareness, that deciding on what that thing is that I want to accomplish has been more difficult than I would have naturally thought, right? I mean, sometimes it's the easier things. Uh, I take a course and I'm like, I'm going to be number one in this course. And, and as soon as that course is over, I hit that number one spot. I'm like, cool. You know, the short-term things I think are easy to become self-aware of. The long-term things I think are a little bit more difficult. Um, any tricks you, you have or any, any activities we can do to kind of figure out that intention a little bit easier? Well, I think, I think you have to get honest with yourself, you know, and, and, and you have to, sometimes for people, you have to have a conversation that you've been avoiding for a long time. And it's mm -hmm. a conversation where you look yourself in the mirror and you say, what do I really want? And then you ask yourself, why do you really want this thing? And I know that for a lot of our authors, when they're trying to figure out like, why do they really want to do this? I say, well, what would you want your life to be like with this book? And we had one author, she, she just published her book and she told me, I said, why do you want to write this book? And she said, well, I want my kids to know who I am. Mm. And I said, okay. And we fast forward a little bit. She's writing her book. She's going through it through a difficult time in, in the process. And she goes, Jake, I, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. Like, I don't know what I was thinking. Who am I to write this book? And I pulled her, pulled her aside and I said, Hey, why do you want to write this book? What does this book mean to you? And she was like, I'm doing this for my kids. I want them to know who I really am. And I want this story to inspire other people and their families to, to be who they truly are. And I said, okay, remember that every single time you get ready to write your book. Fast forward a week, she sends me a message, Jake, you won't believe this. I locked myself in my bathroom for two hours at 2.30 in the morning and I got my <laughs> book done. I was like, that's overachieving, let's go. But it was because she recentered, because she understood what it was and it was all because she asked herself, what does she want her life to be like and, and who does she really want to have in that life? And, and so- you know, when it comes to really asking yourself about these intentions, you've got to get real with yourself and be honest. Why do you want these things? And a lot of times we're afraid to admit to ourselves what we really want because we either don't believe that it's possible or we say things that we aren't willing to actually do the work to achieve. And so when you get really real with yourself, 
you start to make uh, you start to make a more honorable commitment to yourself. Yeah, like uh, how Eric Thomas says, everybody wants to be a beast until it comes time to do what beasts do. Then all of a sudden, it's a whole different ball game. Uh, who is it for? When you're deciding on your audience, and this is kind of what we were you know, what we were just talking about, figuring out how to like who is this thing for. Um, for me, a lot of the times when I'm thinking about it, especially early on, it was very much vanity and like it, it making money, right? And I, you hear it over and over and over again. Don't do it for the money. Don't do it for the money. Don't do it for the money. But sometimes that vanity metric is something that you're shooting for. What do you What do you say to people who like? For me, it'd be even hard to admit that to anybody, much less to actually sit down and write a book that way. Well, and that's why we separate the internal versus external intention, right? Is because we want you to feel free in terms of not judging yourself and not worrying about other people judging you. And this is just for you. You don't have to share it with everybody, but you have to share it with yourself. And when it comes to like, who is the book for? You know, when I was writing my first book, I was 23. I didn't know a whole lot about anything, truthfully. But mm -hmm. I asked myself two questions. What do I know? And how can I help people? And what I knew was how to get a job at the Lakers. What I knew was how to get internships. What I knew was how to network and how to leverage your college experience to build relationships. How could I help people? Well, I could give them that information in the form of a book and they could save time so that they could enjoy college more, get better grades and ultimately get better jobs. And so obviously this process has evolved, but at, at the core of it is this, what do you know? What are people already asking you about? What are you already teaching? What are things that people come to you for? What are your expertise? What do you get paid to do? And then take the impact side of it. How can you frame this? Do you have a methodology? Do you have a framework? What are the stories that validate that? Who is the person that needs what you have to, to, to offer? What are the problems that someone faces? If you answer those questions, it becomes, very, uh, it becomes very clear on who you should be writing this for. And it starts to validate that intention from step two, because you start to see the person and you're like, if they get this, I'm going to help a lot of people. And if I help a lot of people, I'm going to make a lot of money. Because as we know, the more people we're able to help, the more problems we're able to solve, the more people are willing to pay us for those problems. The bigger the problem, the more you're able to charge, right? The bigger the value, the more you're able to, to, to create. So I think that that's a really important piece when it comes to what's it for and how should you decide who it's for based on what you want to achieve. Roadblocks are always going to pop up, right? Writer's block, for example, is one of those things that, that uh, happens just sitting down and trying to be creative at an exact point that you have in your calendar might be a little bit difficult. So you, I mean, the next step you had was book time on your calendar, right? This is the time that you are going to do your writing. But you just had a story where like inspiration hit at 2.30 in the morning where you're going to sit down and actually do the writing. So what do you what do you do if you're sitting down during your block time to write your book and like nothing you just have nothing to come up with that you're that you feel you can write at that moment what 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 are the things we can do to kind of break that writer's block Dude I'm loving these questions by the way like you're just bringing the heat and and we're giving <laughs> people exactly what they need right so so when you look at this all right I, I always say it's bigger than a book okay it's bigger than a book and part of that is the reason that we must do these things before we actually even start writing the book, especially book time, is because we need to start to build the habit of showing up for ourselves. Mm. By putting it in the calendar, you start to show up. You start to show up and you're not even writing it. You're maybe outlining. You're going through our process. You're kind of figuring out what the book's going to be about, who it's going to be for, but you're showing up, okay? By showing up, you've now set the stage for when you actually do write. And when you do get writer's block, when you do feel, oh my gosh, this is tough but you're there. And by showing up, it enables you 
to be more effective with your time. Now to take it to the next level. There will still be times when you're showing up that you will have no clue what to write about for that very moment. There are two things that we encourage our authors to do and people to do. And number one is go back to the outline, review your outline and kind of understand, okay, based on where I'm at, can this spark inspiration? Can this get me going? And you just start writing. The other side of things is to understand that some days you're not going to get much done, mm-hmm. but that's okay. Other days you're going to get into the flow state and you're going to execute 15% of your book in literally 90 minutes. And you're going to be like, oh my gosh, this was unbelievable. But you only give yourself that opportunity if you show up. And that's why book time, we put it in the very beginning so that by the time it happens and inspiration does strike, you have the habit of showing up and then you have flow state time on top of it where it could be at any time and you want to just execute, right? We're not going to say, hey, don't do it at two in the morning, right? But we're going to say, we want you to feel good as you're doing it. And part of feeling good is by showing up and honoring discipline. Honor the commitment, understand your intention, know who it's for, and boom, that will help the book time create a better product and help you create a better commitment to yourself in the process. You're setting your standards, you're setting your habits and routines, you're putting them in place. Uh, nowadays, when people ask me, hey, dude, you, you're looking thin, like, what do you do for workout? I'm almost embarrassed to tell them, right? I'm like, dude, I do 240 pushups in the morning, 200 crunches, and I run six miles, right? And they look at me like I'm a freaking alien right like there's no way i can do that and when they ask like i'll never get there i always start off with something very similar to what you just described i'm like look start off with just this is the time that you're going to do it and get up and go it doesn't matter if you walk around the block if you do it for five minutes i don't care but do it every single day at that time so that you can build a habit of committing to yourself because once you take the action you can improve from there you can get better as you do things versus like, you know, all of a sudden, yeah, check it out. Humble brag, a little bit of humble brag. Yes, it's a little bit of a humble brag. But the but my point here is absolutely, once you commit to yourself and you're in that state, all of a sudden it's improving that little piece. You're getting better at it versus you don't know where to start because you never even developed the habit in the first place, which leads me to the accountability partner, right? Uh, sometimes you don't have a person that you can reach out to to hold you accountable. You mentioned mom. I like to use spouse. Your spouse isn't always the best accountability partner for you. For me, I tended to use the internet and I, and I use it like, you know, when I do my six mile run at the end, I have my little message and I can only do that after I do my six mile run. And hopefully it inspires somebody, but really it's for me to say, look, I freaking did it. And this is how I proved that to myself that I got it done. So if I can't find a a person, an accountability person, what are some things that you can recommend to hold yourself accountable? Yeah. I mean, social media is a great, a great option uh, because once you put it out there, it, everyone sees it. So people start asking you about it. People start checking up on you. Or if you forget to do something, they say, wait, why, why didn't you do it? Like I was looking forward to that. You have the opportunity to invest in a coach who can serve as your accountability partner. So you can pay for your friends or pay for your accountability partner, essentially, which can be a really great option. Or you can find somebody on a Facebook group who wants to be an accountability partner, right? There's a lot of great communities out there that have a lot of people thirsty for new friends to grow and develop with. So you can have a colleague, you could have a partner, you could have a Facebook community, you could use social media, or you can invest in yourself. And those are some ways to find really legit accountability partners that will hold you accountable. And then to make it more fun, gamify your accountability, right? So 
if you, you can do it both either on a um, positive reinforcement or you can do it on a consequence based. If you do or do not do what you say. And some people respond better to the positive reward, right? So if I do this, uh, we'll go out to lunch and we'll do all this. If I don't do this, you get to pick a charity that I have to donate X amount of money to, right? You can gamify the system so that it becomes uh, more exciting for you. If that's, if that, for, for lack of a better word, it becomes more exciting to do the thing because you either want the reward or you don't want to disappoint somebody or have to do something that you dislike or don't want to do. And so those are some different types of accountability partners. Those are some different ways that you can, um, find people. And those are some other ways to make it more exciting so that you can also, again, go back into it. Can you honor your commitment to do the thing that you said you were going to do? And that's where it all starts. And it all comes down to the fundamentals. So those are, I mean, we literally broke down your fundamentals, which is awesome, by the way, because if you can handle the fundamentals, everything else tends to fall in place. You improve from there going forward. Jake, if people want to reach out to you, they want to book you as a keynote speaker, they want to learn about writing their own book, or they want to get a copy of your books, how can they do that? The, the best place, obviously, we got the website scrolling. I appreciate you getting that down low, but we got jakekelfer.com. Uh, but also I'm on Instagram at Jake Kelfer. Yep. And we popped it up. You're right on cue. It's like you've done this before. Um, <laughs> but man, I appreciate, I appreciate you, you having me on. I hope that someone's listening. If you've ever wanted to write a book or you ever really wanted to get started on something, take that action. Uh, hit me up on social at Jake Kelfer. I'll get you copies of my books. We'll have a good conversation and we'll, uh, we'll help you make some magic happen. Sweet, man. All right. I got one last uh, selfish question here. You get on stages. You've been on a number of different podcasts. What was your experience like on the business bros? Oh, dude, it was awesome. It was awesome. I, I love being on great shows with great people. I love being on shows with great energy. And so I appreciate you having me. All right, ladies and gents, that's it. Well, another episode done. And Jake is here to help you write your book. If you've ever thought about it, maybe it's just a little thought, but you kind of tucked it away because you didn't think you were capable of doing it. I'm telling you right now, Yes, you can do it. It's just a matter of you getting down and taking the action. And we just discussed the fundamentals, but Jake here can walk you through it, even get you in a position where he can set you up as an accountability partner so that you can do it. He's literally writing his book in the next 90 days. So that means you can do it too. Make sure you guys stop by his website, jakekelfer.com, jakekelfer.com, or follow him on social at jakekelfer. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll catch you on the next one. Peace. And we're out. It's over. Go home. Is your business in need of marketing? Try starting a podcast. But not just any podcast. Podcast like a pro. We can show you how to take your business from being invisible to becoming a brand people trust. Go to www.businessbros.biz to get